Episode 94 of the Drive-By Podcast is sponsored by Berkici.ca, the best Italian products delivered straight to your door and direct from Italy via Berkici. Check out this podcast page. You'll see it underlined B-E-R-C-H-I-C-I.ca, Berkici.ca, and order today anywhere across Canada. This is the Drive-By with Freeway Frank. Hey, what's up? Freeway Frank, second podcast for this week, Thursday edition, and we're set to go. I decided I would do Ask Me Anything. This is something that I remember back in my radio days. We did about, I would say, over a decade ago. We were talking about new ideas, and we came up with this thing that I guess some radio stations were already doing in the United States. So whoever's doing it nowadays on radio or whoever you see doing this on social media, this is nothing new. You would think anything risque, taboo, anything goes. Well, for me, yeah, anything goes. Here, you know I'm going to give you my true answer, 1,000% speaking from the heart. Now, on the radio, I remember it still had to go through some filters and management. They would say, yeah, you don't want to talk about that. Yeah, you don't want to talk about it. So it's not ask us anything. It's like when a radio station says, if you want to hear a request, give us a call. Well, well, are you going to play the song or are you going to tell us what song you're going to play and you're going to have us request a song that you're going to play anyway? That's That's pretty much how it works. But for something to be legitimately a true answer someone has to lay the cards down basically i have a deck of cards here right in front of me all the cards have to be out and flipped over and here's the answer and that's what i'm about to do ask me anything and a lot of great questions i've received i was expecting a lot more taboo and risque questions i have to say so i'm gonna fire away the drive-by boom boom bullets everywhere in the form of these questions and then my answers so We got Tanya, who writes in, do you trust Pierre Polyev? I do. And I met him back in January, spent a couple of minutes with him and his wife, Aneda, beautiful wife, Aneda. And I trust him because what other choice do we have? After eight years of Justin Trudeau, who you know I'm not a fan of, and here's, by the way, a a message, question from Mia along the same lines as Tanya, will the shitty prime minister ever get in trouble for the corruptions he's been doing? No, I don't think he's ever, even though there's a lot of lot of eyes on the liberal government right now with the whole Chinese interference inquiry that's going to be happening. He had no choice but to do that. There's a lot of pressure from the other parties and people across the Canada want answers. Were our elections interfered with by China? Yes, we know that, that they were, but how? How did it happen? An investigation needs to happen, and it will happen. Now, what kind of an investigation? Will it be a liberal investigation conducted by liberals for liberals? And we don't know. But for it to be done properly, of course, you need a third party. So along the lines of what me asked and Tanya asked, do you trust Pierre Polyev? And now Angela also wrote to me, are we naive to believe Pierre Polyev is the change Canada needs to come back to its glory? I think so, because I truly believe that Justin Trudeau has divided the country. Do you remember in your lifetime a prime minister as hated as Justin Trudeau? Not even close. I think even when people didn't like the other party, it was never bad. Like Stephen Harper had his critics, but I don't remember hatred, pure hate for Stephen Harper. You know, he even stayed away from talking about some things that he knew if he'd bring up, 
he'd be in trouble and probably would not have been elected three times or whatever he was elected. And same thing with Jean Chrétien. And you go through the the other decades, and you know, Mulroney had some gaffes, and Justin's father, Pierre Trudeau, was hated by the West, and then he was hated here in, in, in Quebec by the French. And it's like, so look, whenever you're a politician, it's a hard job. There's no doubt about it. But some people are meant for it. Some people are not. And I think Justin Trudeau, as someone whose background is assistant drama teacher, by the way, he wasn't even a starting, he wasn't even a starting lineup as the drama teacher. He is the assistant. He came in to substitute. And then this is the guy who is the CEO and face of our country, because that's what I truly believe, that the Prime Minister of Canada is the chief executive officer, the manager running the whole show fiscally, of course, everything else. Is important as well but number one is the business of Canada and I think he runs the business of Canada terribly he's run Canada into the ground and that's my opinion so do I trust Pierre Poiliev I'll, I'll, I'll take anybody right now Singh wasn't in cahoots with Trudeau right now his government would have fallen a long time ago an election would have been called and Pierre Poiliev would be the Prime Minister of Canada right now can we just put double P in office right now and have him and and let's just start right away Figuring out if he's the guy for the job. And then I'll answer the question. Do I trust Pierre Poliev after a couple of years of, of giving him a shot? Because I think now Trudeau has outlasted his welcome. I don't think any leader, any prime minister, especially here in Canada, should have more than two terms. Or, you know, like in America, they have eight years. I like that. After eight years... You become, you start becoming almost a chip on your shoulder. Your shit don't stink. It's never a good thing. You start thinking you're the boss of Canada, which Trudeau, you've seen him. It's not like I'm making this shit up. You've seen him say things, unless you haven't been following what's been going on the last decade or so. But he's, he's said a lot of things that make you kind of look up at the sky and squint your eyes and go, what? Did he just say that? To me, he's a divider in chief. I've called him that before. He put people against each other. You know, I always mention the last couple of years. Every podcast, that line comes in. The last couple of years, because I don't want to say uh, the P word or the C word, because I hate those warnings that come up, and I don't want to go down that road again. But I'll refer to the times that we, we, we all felt or we all feel should never come back. The last couple of years. He, he was not the guy to lead us through the last couple of years. And this guy is so concerned with keeping up with the Joneses, what he looks like on an international stage. His Look, I have I wear funky socks too, but he always has his pants pulled up when he's meeting with leaders with the funky socks. He's all about image. He's all about, you ever see his, his Kodak moments? You know, wherever he is, he's, he's signing something. There's a, there's a picture being taken of him. Today we did this and there he is. Photo op for everything. He's a horrible actor, by the way, but he truly is in the drama category. It doesn't surprise me he was an assistant drama teacher because he's always trying, to, he's always playing the part uh, for the cameras. And you ever notice when he speaks, he never speaks naturally. I saw him on a podcast recently, the one he does with a former co-worker of mine every year. I, I watched that podcast because he seems a lot more natural in that podcast. You know why? Because he doesn't have speaking points. He's not reading reciting something from from memory and something he's been studying for the last couple of hours before he said it to the public he doesn't sound natural when he speaks ever sounds natural he always sounds like he's playing the role of the prime minister instead of being real he doesn't sound like a real person but on this podcast he did 
He did sound real because it was just him and his friend uh, hanging out and talking. And that's the most real he sounded, even though I disagree with everything he, he still says. So that's why I think he's a phony. That's why I think he's a weasel. And that's why I think, yeah, I'll trust anyone over him, or willing to give anyone a chance. And in this case, the best guy for the job, the only other party that can legitimately get in, because it's either the liberals or the conservatives, it's always been that way. That's not necessarily a good thing either. But yeah, I'm willing to trust Pierre Polyev. So Angela, Mia, Tanya, hope I answered your questions. The next one from the leading lady. If you go invisible for one day, what will you do? Now I could lie, I could sit here and make up some other bullshit. There's a couple of things I would I would love to do. And one of the things would be to, uh, and I know this is going to sound completely perverted, but I would want to go to the homes of some people who act a certain way in public just to see if they're the same person behind closed doors. Now, some of those people uh, might be attractive and good-looking, so uh, maybe I would like to see them in a shower. Naked, maybe. Is that bad that I just said that? I'm being honest. Uh, I would like to see... A lot of naked women, if I were invisible. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sit here and, uh, sure, you, you might say, wow, what a perv. Okay, well, uh, go uh, ask uh, anything to another guy. But uh, most guys will would answer this. They might not tell you the truth. They might say something else. But I, I would like to see a lot of naked women, if I could, during this 24-hour period of being invisible. And then I would like to go see a whole bunch of people and how they act behind closed doors and see if they're the same person. And see if they're, maybe call them up, and after f finish talking to them, go hear what they say to their wife. Go hear to say to see if they're talking shit about you. Wouldn't that be exciting? That and nudity. Naked chicks. Uh, that'd, be, that'd be amazing. I'm like a kid again. But hey, you told me invisible. I think a lot of people, if they were invisible, would do a lot of things that were crossing the line. Leading lady, thank you for your message. It's all honesty all the time. From Freeway Frank. This podcast, number 94. Ask me anything. How's it going, by the way? <laughs> so far, so good. More questions to come. It is sponsored by Berchichi.ca. B-E-R-C-H-I-C-C-I.ca. Order the best of Italy delivered straight to your home. Now, you might be listening to this podcast out west, maybe in Ontario, maybe in the Maritimes, no matter where you are. Maybe you have a little Italy in your city. But maybe they don't have all the products that Berkichi has. I guarantee you they don't have the products that Berkichi has. Berkichi gets so many products and so many new products added to their aisles if you go to their store or added to their shopping cart if you go online at berkichi.ca and you go from section to section. You're just, you think you're in Italy sometimes. That's how amazing it is. They have every kind of this and every kind of that, and you're looking for that Nutella or this or this olive oil or that pasta or these uh, breakfast cookies or that. Or you name it. They've got it. This cheese from Italy, that kind, this kind, whatever. You don't even have to take it out. Look, I save you a couple of grand going to Italy and stuffing your suitcase. Order online, berkichi.ca. Get those goods delivered straight to your home. Ta-da! Done. Viva Italia at berkichi.ca. Back with Ask Me Anything. Ooh, this, uh, this is going to get juicy here. Some really good questions coming up. Freeway, are you really not a Howard Stern fan anymore? What happened? That was coming in from Joey. Okay, well, look, 
I respect Howard for the kind of career that he's had. Was self-proclaimed king of all media, but he truly did become king of all media. I used to love how he stood up for the small guy, for people uh, with the FCC, which is the United States equivalent of the CRTC, and how then he left terrestrial radio, regular radio, to go to satellite radio and always did what he felt was right and always fought. Like he was the guy, you know, the big hair, the loud mouth, always fought for what he believed in. Now, he did a lot of things that I would not have done, like wear blackface, use the N-word, say inappropriate things, and he degraded women a lot, let's be honest, and that's not my style. Those parts of him never really liked, but I was younger and I was watching, and I was like, okay, I could handle it, right, in the, in the name of comedy and all that. And then when, same thing with Jimmy Kimmel, by the way, if I could throw Jimmy Kimmel in there and a bunch of other guys now that I, I am repulsed by, including Stern. And then all of a sudden, the last few years, again, here comes the line, the last few years, happened. And these people alter the Stephen Colbert's, you know, and they all turned into the people that they hated. They turned into the people they fought against. The weasel program directors and managers that treated them like crap. Everything that they fought for and believed in, all of a sudden, they were locked away in their homes, scared to come out because of what was going on in the world. I would understand March 2020, but then by March 2021, you should be opening your eyes. By March 2022, uh, you should really have snapped out of it. And by today, you should realize exactly what's happened and that you were duped. But these people continue to end. And by the way, they said a lot of really bad shit. The, the things that I'll never forgive them for is the stuff they said that, you know, if, if people who didn't comply and people who didn't take the you-know-what showed up to a hospital, they shouldn't even be cared for. Uh, people that have overdosed on meth and crack and all that, yeah, those people made mistakes. Those people we should take. Those people we should heal. But people who refuse to, to do something, to put something in their body, uh, should be immediately turned away. Fuck them is what they said. And yeah, this came right from the mouths of Jimmy Kimmel of all people, Howard Stern of all people, and then you have uh, Jimmy Fallon uh, singing songs about the the V and Stephen Colbert with dancing uh, needles in the back in the background and and all these shills. They became shill for the shills for the pharmaceutical companies and everything they fought against in the past and everything they stood up for washed away. So yeah, not a fan anymore. I'm disgusted by them actually. And you know, somebody could say, Hey Frank, I'm repulsed by you and all that. Okay. Maybe you're repulsed by me a year ago or a year and a half ago, two years ago. If you're still repulsed, everything we're seeing come out now, if you still feel the same way, it's your problem. Not my problem. So hopefully I answered your question there. Joy. Another question coming in from, oh, this is funny. This is coming in from uh, Valerie. And Valerie is a, uh, I remember her writing to me, big Montreal Canadiens uh, fan. She remembers me taking shots and, uh, you know, my hatred for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Who annoys you more, Justin Trudeau or the Toronto Maple Leafs? Uh, that's an easy answer. And, and you know how I feel about the Toronto Maple Leafs, but Justin Trudeau. <laughs> Hands down, there is no one more than Justin Trudeau that I despise. I truly, if you've ever experienced acid reflux, it, this guy gives me acid reflux. 
Okay, and acid reflux usually comes from food you eat. And late at night, depending on how you're positioned on your bed, it's not a good feeling. A lot of people take medication for it. Uh, naturally, this happens to me when I see Justin Trudeau or I hear him speak. Now, the Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, because I'm a big Montreal Canadiens fan, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs have never really been a factor. They haven't won a cup since 1967. I stopped shitting on them because we know what happens. They exit the first round every year. Maybe this year they'll go two rounds. Who knows? Maybe they'll get out of their 50-year-plus funk and, and win again one day. But I'll tell you the honest truth. Again, what's happened the last couple of years? It comes up so much the last couple of years. Since that happened, eh, I don't know if I feel the same way about sports. I don't know if people have noticed. I post less about sports. I post because the NFL bugs me. Along the lines of Howard Stern, Jimmy Kimmel, and everything I just mentioned. The NFL bugs me and what they stand for and things they do. The NHL rubbed me the wrong way several times with how they handled last couple of years, how they turned away people. You know, things like that you don't forget. Even if it's your childhood team, even if you have your whole basement, all the walls covered by memorabilia and you're a big fan, and, and you, you'll always feel like they have a piece of you. And then NBA, we just heard what happened a couple of days. It's, these leagues have become so worried about what everyone else thinks. They've, they've, they've forgotten who they are and where they come from. And they're a business like any, anywhere else. And that's what it comes down to. At the end of the day, people want, they want your money. They want your money. They're, they'll put out another jersey, even if they have to sell out and they have to put this on and this low. So to me, now I've gotten older and wiser. I'm just going to be honest. It rubs me. All this stuff rubs me the wrong way. Because in the end, it's uh, the fan, the true fan that loses out. It's the person who spends all their time following these teams that lose out. And then the leagues that these teams operate in do things that they don't stand for things that I stand for anymore. You follow our way or we don't want you as a fan. Like even Pink, somebody who I've interviewed six times and I've, I love Pink. You know, she came out and said a whole bunch of stuff I can't respect. So instead of saying something mean about the Montreal Canadiens or saying something mean about Pink, who I like, and saying something, I just refrain now and I just try not to talk about these people anymore because I get agitated. Because I try, look, no one's perfect. I've made mistakes, many mistakes in my life. I do this, but I try to be consistent in in the things that I do and the messages that I put out there. And I try to be consistent. And I'm not somebody who likes to talk behind people's backs. There are people that I've already told to their face how, what I think about them. You know, anyone that I feel a certain way about, I've already told them where to go. So I'm just somebody who wears my heart on my sleeve, and it really bugs me with the way the world is going. Honestly, there's some days like, you know, I wake up and I'm like, wow, what's happened? You know, and I'm sure a lot of people feel that way. They feel alienated. They feel like they don't, I feel like I don't belong to anything anymore. How sad is that? Oh, wow, this took a really sad, dark turn. <laughs> I feel like I don't belong. I, I felt like I identified with so many things before, right? But now I just feel like I can't. I just feel like, yeah, this is not me. This is not me. This is definitely not me. And wearing this jersey kind of bothers me. Cheering for this team now really irks me because it reminds me of this and all that. Not good. Not good. I really need to put it on a boat and let it float, and maybe I need more time. And I think a lot of people feel like me. And I think a lot of people have gone through this. So uh, there's your answer. From what annoys you more, Justin Trudeau or the Toronto Maple Leafs? I came up with that answer. Whoa. 
I think that says it all right there. Natalie writes in, Frank, what was the best part? By the way, you were listening to Ask Me Anything. First edition of Ask Me Anything here on episode 94. Frank, what was the best part of the Chris Rock Netflix special? When he, when Chris Rock said that the problem with today's world is, is the emergency wards are, are full of people that have paper cuts, I loved it. And that pretty much he said everyone is a victim, I loved it. It's exactly how I feel. This is exactly what I've been talking about in the last 94 episodes. Couldn't be more true. And he also said, everyone wants attention. Yeah, everyone wants attention. We are in a, in a world now where everybody, as I said, is a journalist. It's a Truman show. Everybody has their own channel. Everybody gets to play a part. You know, all the world's a stage and we are merely players. It's true. But some people don't, don't deserve their own TV show. But everybody has it. So everybody wants attention. Everyone, yeah, that includes me. Everybody wants, everybody's trying to get attention. But there's one thing, there's one thing when you're trying to get good attention or you're trying to share good ideas with people. And then there's the people, as I said, the people that are, they're cracking their ass open. They're, they're telling you how amazing they are. You know, scroll, th sc scroll through any of your social media. What do you see? People telling you how great they are, how great their business are, how many things they, they sold, uh, how great their kids are. This is what we become. This is the society we've become. We, it's the one-up society. We have to show everybody everything that we're doing. And look at, look at me. Look, and look, I'm guilty of it. I've done it in the past. But then there's people that you know that are just doing it for different reasons. You know, they're, they're showing the car for different reasons. They're cho showing the Rolex for different reasons. It's, it's more for a hashtag brag. Let's be honest. So that's what I'm saying. Everybody is seeking attention. Everybody is putting on a show. Everybody's bragging. This is what we've become. So, and then, and then for the people that are not happy about how their lives are going then of course then there's the everyone else is a victim when chris rock was talking about that i was like oh my god i've talked about this so many times something happened to them something happened to them at work something happened to them uh, well now they feel a certain way and everyone does it and everyone's a victim everyone wants attention so all these parts were my favorite parts even even more than than what he said even though i, I thought his entire show was uh, was awesome was just utter brilliance, uh, risque. But even before he mentioned any of the, the stuff about Will Smith and all that, which I thought was great, he left it till the, the last moment. These are all the things that he mentioned that I took note of. And I was like, okay, these are the best parts of his show. So hopefully I answered that question. Natalie, Jeff writes in, Jeff, would you go back to radio? No. That a quick enough answer, by the way? So many people ask me that all the time when I meet them. And it would take such a great deal, which, by the way, they, they would never... Radio now is cutting, cutting, cutting. They would never pay you what you deserve to be there. But they, it would have to be somebody coming to you saying, Frank, listen, we loved what you did. We love what you do, but we love what you did. We love what you stand for. And we understand where, where the business is going. And we want you part of our radio station. We want you to bring your ideas. And we think putting you on uh, might improve our product. And so, yeah. And if it was for an employer that I, I believed in and respects its employees and stands for something, hopefully that would be some kind of independent employer or maybe a company that is not your typical radio company 
that only looks at one thing, uh, then I would I would consider it again. So I guess never say no, even though I said no very quickly. And plus, we know, and I know a lot of radio people, former colleagues, someone followed me for saying radio is dying, like they don't know. The reason why these people unfollow me is because they know. They know what I'm saying is the truth, and the truth kills them, because it's dying a slow death. We know this. Anyone in radio who still hasn't figured this out is completely delusional. Would I go back to doing it? Yes, I, I truly believe it. I know this is going to sound very ego-based, but it's an industry that I, I love. I should say radio. And if I can help, things are going to uh, hell in a handbasket, and you think I could help you save your radio station, here's what I would do, because I have a thousand ideas as to what I could still do. To yes, I would come. Who is willing to give you that chance? Uh, nobody that's there right now. I don't think so. Who asked me that question? Jeff, they want yes people. I'm not a yes person. I, I, I say yes and I do my job, but I also have something called uh, critical thinking. They would have to hear me out and give me a shot. It's so sad that a, a Montreal boy, guy who grew up in this city, uh, 30 years radio experience, is sitting on the sidelines not doing radio. So Danny writes in, here's another message. Do you read what people say about you? Uh, yes, I'd be lying if I said that I didn't all the time. Of course, I see it. It's there. It's, 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 it's there usually in comments, and you could see it wherever you're on, whether it's on Twitter or you see people. People have comments, yeah. And it's mostly, you know, people are mostly courteous and say nice things. There are a lot of mean things that were said. Here comes the line. Everybody in the last couple of years, but I think a lot of people have gotten over that. Not as much anymore, so... You know, those people, those nasty, horrible individuals, they've disappeared to Science Island, you know, where they are. But now many have come back from the shipwreck, we know. So they're, they're coming back slowly. So I'm accepting them. I'm, I'm greeting them with open arms and saying, yeah, yeah, come back. No problem. I have no problem. And I've noticed a lot of people re-following me again. I'm okay with that. And so, yeah, of course I read the stuff. And it, it doesn't bother me. Of course, positive and Accolades always make you feel good. Constructive criticism is fine, but negatives and you know nastiness, yeah, it always it always affects you. And anybody who's a public profile or any kind of host or and says that it's not true and they don't listen to that stuff, it's bullshit. It hurts you. Anything you read that's nasty and negative. But if you that's the difference is I don't obsess on it. To me, I've always loved the negative stuff. As I said in the past, I just wouldn't get a lot of it. And then all of a sudden, I, that's the only stuff I got was negative. <laughs> and, and then, so, you know what? I, I always liked it because it's like I could try to turn around the person that has a negative thought about me. But the person that has a positive thought already likes you. I can't do anything. It's like, oh, thank you. You know, I'll be modest and humble. But the person who hates your guts, it's more of a challenge to turn them around so that they could like you again. That's how I view it. Uh, Vicky writes in, and this is going to be the last message. Wow, so many great questions. Aren't these great questions on Ask Me Anything on this edition of the drive-by? Uh, and I'll leave it off with this. Vicky writes, who is the real Freeway Frank? That's an amazing question. That's the best question I've gotten so far, I have to say, in this segment. Okay, well, this is how I'm going to leave off the podcast, and this is what I'm going to say. Because I can say this, because it's my podcast, it's my airtime, right? And you're there on the other side. You could say, yeah, I agree, or you could say bullshit, or whatever the case. Anyone who truly knows 
Frank, me, and has been part of my life for a long time. There's one thing about me, and I'm consistent. This has hurt me many times, and it's something now I've closed myself off to a lot of people because I found that before this craziness happened, there it goes again, I thought everyone was my friend, and I thought everyone I met was, you know, someone would say, hey, my friend, Frank, my buddy, Frank, yeah, yeah, right? And you're like, wow, I have so many friends, it's amazing. And then this thing happens, which everybody's experienced. We've all gone through it, right? And then you see the forest for the trees. And then now, all those people that said they were your friends, they're long gone. They don't call me. I always say this, I joke, people think I joke around. It's like, come on, Frank, my phone seldom rings, if not never rings. I'm not making this up. Text messages from people before. I couldn't even go through my text in a day, especially when I was on the radio. People were texting me during my show and everybody wanted to be my friend. Guys, I'm telling you, I don't know how else to say this, but it was like, it was easy. And everywhere you go and people this and here, let me, I was getting, you know, here, let me buy you free this and free that. And people are still nice like that and all that, but I never wanted any of that stuff. But my point is, I just thought people did that because they liked me. But that's not why they did it. They did that because they wanted to be attached to somebody that was popular or somebody who was it at the moment and somebody that you know everyone in their town knew or whatever the case is. And, and so what I realized is when all these other things happened in the last couple of years and then I said what I said and then now here we are and everybody's, I don't have the radio show anymore. I've reset and I'm doing this thing and this thing is something brand new. So you know if this thing took off to the point where one day I was on top again at that level, I know the phone's gonna start ringing again, but I will be answering none of those calls because what happened to all those people? Where did all those people go? Where all the invites to what I used to get before? None, they've all gone away because people don't need me anymore. They don't need me. They needed me before because they needed to have me there because it's like, look who's here from, fill in the blank. Look who's here, Frank, from whatever station he was at and all that. I know this sounds sad and pathetic in a way, but it's true. And I realized that some people were only hanging out with me because I was that guy, a popular guy or the guy on the radio, but they didn't like me for me. I think a lot of them never even wanted to really get to know me. They just wanted to have that moment of hanging out and saying, yeah, I golfed with him yesterday or I went here with him and I hung out with him. But if you ask my true friends and people who have been there for the longest time, and I'm not saying all of them agree with me and what I believe in and all that, but that's okay. I don't agree with them, <laughs> what they stand for, and all that, but I love them is what I'm getting at. They love me and they know that if you're in a war with me, I'm the guy that you want on your side fighting with you. And I know my closest friends know that. They know that I will die fighting, not only for myself, but fighting for them. But the only difference now is I know that the people that I'll be, I'll die fighting for are not these fakes that were around for temporarily when things were great in my life. And as things quieted down and things slowed down, all these people disappeared. Uh, when these people come back, I'll be fighting that war and protecting the people that I want to protect, including myself. And uh, sorry, man, I don't have time for you anymore. I know now that these people weren't true friends and they weren't people who wanted to really get to know who you were. So, wow, what a question. The Real Freeway Frank is a proud a Montrealer, Canadian, uh, has soul, has passion, believes in living life 
to its fullest, uh, regular guy next door, loves people, yes, but is never going to let people in the way he used to let people in. Uh, he's been hurt a lot, and um, but who hasn't, right? We've all been hurt. We've all learned our lessons. But at the end of the day, this is who I am. Here I am on the microphone talking in an empty room, looking at my drive-by logo across the glass into another studio with these four walls and this light shining in front of me. And this is me. And I've never shied away from who I truly am and what I truly believe in. And I am who I say I am. And if you ever meet me and talk to me, you will hear that this is the same guy. He doesn't change when the mic turns off. You know, we talked about that whole, I think the leading lady asked that question about being, you know, invisible and going and look at women showering naked and all that. But this is who I am. And I like and love good people, people who are loyal and people who don't have ulterior motives and people who genuinely like other people. And hopefully that's you on the other side, I think. I think the hardcore drive buyers, can I call you that? Yeah, it sounds like we're all gangsters, yeah. <laughs> Gangster nation. The, the hardcore people know what I'm all about, or else you wouldn't be here. And I know, even though I haven't met most of you, I know who you are, and I know what you're all about, and I know we have that connection. So I thank you so much for listening to episode 94 of the Drive-By Podcast. Uh, this one was interesting. Those were some great questions. I've, I've gone on pretty long, longer than usual. And it is brought to you by berkichi.ca, B-E-R-C-H-I-C-I.ca. Click on Berkichi to order the best of Italy, the finest in Italian products. They've got everything, the most beautiful olive oils, balsamic vinegars, pastas of all shapes and sizes, the breakfast cookies you grew up with as a kid, the newer ones that have come out straight from Italy, anything you want, the best coffees, the best olives. They've got it all. Berkici.ca, cheeses, deli. You could get all the stuff you get in store. It's Berkici.ca. This episode and the earlier episode this week, as well as all the archived episodes are available on Spotify. Make sure you five-star it and review or comment on Apple or wherever you listen to this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Freeway Frank. Ciao for now. The Drive-By with Freeway Frank. Freeway Frank.